This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Kathleen on from Naviga, and our topic today is fascinating. It's going to be fun. The great resignation turned into the great reshuffle to now the great regret. So if you're following that home at home, it's resignation, reshuffle, regret. The three R's. So we're going to jump right into it. Kathleen, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Naviga? Sure. Thank you so much, Kathleen Steffi. And I own Naviga. It's a 20-year-old recruiting firm. And we play sales, marketing, and operations people for companies around the world. So let's start with the first R. Let's start with resignation. Was, you know, first of all, was that pair was that packaged correctly by marketing? Yes. Was, <laughs> was yes. that was that a lie, or did that really happen, or like what drove that? Like, what's your take on the great resignation? I'm using air quotes, but you can't see them. I know the um, great resignation. Well, that's a great question because it's like, was this all a marketing branding thing for the you know climate of job searchers and and things of that nature and. Um, I actually put a poll out there about a month ago asking what people thought about this because I started getting feedback about what, what the heck? Um, and it's like 50, 50, there are about 400 people who responded and 50% basically said it's, it's all for marketing. And then the other 50% said, no, I, I saw it. I witnessed it and I experienced it. So, um, so to answer your question, <laughs> let's unpack this, <laughs> you know, um, the, the great resignation. I mean, I, I did see people resign, you know, from employers, right. but it, it wasn't a massive exodus, like from the people we placed the previous year. And it's not like we had a massive amount of people we had to backfill or anything like that. So we did see some of it, but really not not to really cause a massive problem um, or, you know, um, stamp in our business, if you will. It's funny because when we talk about the great resignation, we paint everything with the same brush or typically, and this is kind of a, a media thing more than anything else. Yeah. It's a great resignation. It's like, well, was it a great resignation with data scientists or with pizza delivery people? Right. So, right. And, and, you know, not to, I mean, both are great jobs. Point is, is, you know, we're, we're saying great resignation. And I believe what most people hear and read when they hear that is that, okay, this is happening everywhere in every industry at every level, et cetera. What's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, no, I mean, so we deal with business to business Mm -hmm. sales professionals, marketing professionals, operations, and we didn't see it. You know, mm-hmm. when it when it came down to B2B, um, we did see it in B2C environments, you know, like 
Um, say for an example, if if a hotel major hotel chain right. was holding on to its last high caliber employee, but you know they couldn't meet the needs of their their lives, you know um, they would resign. Or if it was you know something in in that nature, if that makes sense. So now we've done well. We've dealt well with the first R. Done. Let's move to the second R, the reshuffle. So we went from great resignation to the reshuffle. So what did, what did you witness and what have you witnessed with the great reshuffle? Well, I witnessed more with the great reshuffle more than anything. Um, so major companies like LinkedIn and Amazon and Apple recategorized the great resignation with the great reshuffle. <laughs> so they're like, listen, this isn't the great res- you know, um, this is the great reshuffle. Okay. And what that means is that people were just reshuffling their lives. And, you know, when they went remote and were able to see their work-life balance, that they could actually work out and then go back to work and still kill it and exceed expectations of their bosses and things of that nature and have a better marriage, you know, lose about 40 pounds, you know, things of this nature where they're not commuting, they started reshuffling their priorities and said, all right, now I see what I want in my life and I don't want to lose it. I, I don't want to stop this. You know, so a great reshuffle happened in the brains of expectations about people's livelihood. And, and I witnessed that and I still do. And I think that the great reshuffle has changed the entire climate when it comes to culture inside organizations, hiring and things of that nature. So I, I saw the great reshuffle in a massive way. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think I think from my perspective, it's people especially early pandemic, they took, they took, uh, it was a, it was a moment of, of great reflection and introspection and, uh, forced at gunpoint because we were too busy to do it in 2019. Uh, but not busy, uh, for a lot of folks, not, not as busy at least early in the pandemic. And it's like, well, wait a minute, business travel, you know, it's travel around the planet, this, that, and the other, like, well, do I need to do that? You know, and and all kinds of things. I think people just reevaluated almost every facet of their life. Like, where do we want to live? Do we want to get an RV and just travel the country? Like, you know, we can live in Portugal. Like, whatever the bit is, it's like people reevaluate. Also, the divorce rate was was high early <laughs> in the pandemic. Yeah, not just early through the pandemic, but throughout the entire pandemic, it was actually uh, inordinately high. Yeah. And uh, and that was also kind of an interesting thing because people, again, getting back to reshuffling and rethinking, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make other decisions in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see this reshuffle? You know, again, kind of bifurcating hourly versus corporate or 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 different industries. Did you see the reshuffle kind of hit people differently? I did. I mean. I know we're talking careers and jobs, but I saw it massively with um, college students. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of gap years happened. Um, the way that they approached where they were going changed. You know, a lot of community colleges were engaged in high volume versus major universities. 
you know, while the world was going through this transition and, and just really reshuffling the way you think about education. So uh, I saw a major impact in education. Now that has lingered Mm -hmm. as well. And I think we'll never be the same in terms of um, online learning and classroom in in universities. I think that students have seen who are still kind of going through the the journey of, of their academic careers have seen that they can do it a certain way. And it's hard to go back a hundred percent to every single class in person when they see they can achieve greatness in other ways. That's so. right. Well, it's, it's like, uh, as we talked about with, with work, it's where do you thrive? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's this company's trying to figure out companies kind of a dictated where you, where you should thrive, uh, pre pandemic, you need to come into the office. You need to be here five days a week. You need to work whatever hours. And so that's how you thrive. Yeah. And 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 this reshuffle is on both sides of the company trying to figure out mm-hmm. how do they kind of you know figure out this new way of work. I talked to somebody yesterday and they're thinking, yeah, this this return to office, it's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen not just in a little way, it's gonna happen in a big way. And it was so counter to my you know what I was thinking. And so I got him to unpack it a little bit. And he's just like, yeah, all of these companies, like if you look at the investments that Google and Facebook and all these companies have made, they've made them in real estate. They've, they've made them in people coming back because they like people being in the office. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but why? He's like, yeah, there is no why. They like people being in the office. I'm like, okay, well, that's just crazy to me. But, but again, it gets, it gets back to thrive. Like when you talked about education, I was, I was thinking about, you know, um, some people thrive in a classroom environment. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my wife, she's extroverted, right? Mm-hmm. And so she loved going to class. Mm-hmm. She loved, she was in a sorority. She loved that stuff. I, not a, not that way. Very introverted. Uh, didn't like really going to class. Didn't get a lot of enjoyment out of it. If you would have given me a different option, I'd have taken it. Uh-huh. So, so like, and it's finding for, uh, we're talking education, but really it's finding um, where does that individual, that employee or that leader, where do they thrive? How do they thrive? And unpacking that, I think is, I, we're not done with that. That not reshuffle. We're not, we're not, <laughs> that's, not, not that's not done. Yeah. And I, I don't know who you spoke to um, with that perspective that everyone's going back in the office. I'm not seeing it. I mean, I'm, I'm interacting with major companies, major businesses, um, very well-known companies, and they're not even, it is not even on their radar, mostly because of what you're talking about. The implications that that would have with staff, you right. know, people, people have been leaving left and right. Like once these organizations tried hybrid and now, uh, you know what, we're going back, we're scaling back on that philosophy. We're just doing remote, you know, so it's, I'm not seeing any of it. I've got one client right now out of all our openings who is requiring somebody to be in the office and that's in Detroit. Okay. And I've got a lot of openings and a lot of different customers active right now. So I don't no, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, not yet, not anywhere soon because yeah. the philosophies of candidates and people who want to thrive are not there yet. They've changed. 
they've changed. So really companies have to change too. And I don't think it's going to be as black and white as everyone's coming back into the office. No yeah, way. I don't think so either. My, my gut tells me is that you're in, in very much in sync with yours. It's, it's uh, it, you can do that. You can force people to come back to work. I mean, there's no doubt you can, if you're Google, you can require people. In fact, Eric Schmidt's on record just, just earlier this week of saying, that he thinks that companies perform better when people are in the office. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So, you know, like, what did we learn over the last two and a half years? Um, and, but, but, you know, a lot of people, I looked at the comments. You should never read the comments, actually. That's where humanity goes to, to, to die. But uh-huh. I read the comments on it and like, people were like, he's, you know, they were lambasting him for like, well, you're, maybe you're just not a great leader. You know, maybe you just don't understand like this new way of work and you just don't like the way that the work's being done, but mm-hmm. not the outputs of the work, which I found fascinating. And um, if it does happen, it'll be because others do it. Like if it does happen, especially in the Valley, it'll be because Google does it, then Facebook will do it, then Twitter will do it, then Oracle will do it. Like it'll just, it'll just basically become a thing that, okay, everyone's doing it. Yeah, uh, because that's just kind of how that happens in the valley. Yeah. Uh, but if if they come out like Airbnb and say, "No, we're remote forever," you know, we're not mm-hmm. changing that. Then then that's kind of hard to walk back. It uh, is remote for, <laughs> remote forever. I saw that this week too. It's kind of <laughs> hard to come back and go ah, forever. Well, yeah, well, 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 we we went kind of you know until we know better. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um, let's deal with the last uh, R, the mm-hmm. great regret. So what are you seeing right now in terms of regrets? Yeah. Well, do you ever see like, so you have neighbors who start remodeling, you know, they've been in the same, same house for, you know, 10 years and they start remodeling and getting pools or redoing their kitchens and stuff like that. And then you start having conversations, you know, with your partner that says, I think we should do that. You know, we, we need to do that. So many people are doing it and things of that nature. That's what I did witness happen when people were resigning. It was mostly because they thought the grass was greener, you know, elsewhere. Um, and what's happening is conversations um, of people returning back to the same company, you know, and knocking on their door and saying, listen, ah, I made a mistake. You know, I, I loved my job. I want it back. You know, the $15,000 increase that I got, it's not enough. You know, so I regret that. Um, and I, I really did have a good thing. So I am seeing that when candidates come to us um, and apply for different positions, I am seeing, you know, some some regret there in conversations that they're having with my recruiter. And, and literally, they don't have a reason why they left other than, kind of what I just told you, they were just caught in the wave of this kind of ride, this media discussion, this, you know, seriously. And then they, they got caught up in it. So it was, it was was emotional, right? So, so you got caught This is what investing is predicated on is you get caught up in the emotion. uh, Very, 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 little investing is actually based on like real empirical financial (laughs) thing. A lot of it is just pure emotion, what you feel, uh, what you think, et cetera. And I think you're right. I think people got caught up 
Yeah. And it's like, and they saw their friends getting other jobs and then their other, other friends getting jobs. Everyone they knew was getting a job. And they thought to myself, wait a minute, I should, you know, I should get a new job right. without taking stock of, you know, what, you know, you don't know what you have until it's, until it's gone. Right. That's a cliche. Um, but I also think it kind of reinforces something that we were taught, have been taught over uh, or hopefully been taught over the time that you leave on good terms. Right. Because if you leave on good terms, okay, that, that $15,000 raise, you know, the company couldn't match it, didn't want to match it, whatever. Well, you, you, you put in your two weeks, you make sure you leave on good terms. Everyone's, everyone's cool. You leave a year later, six months later, you're like, yeah, that's not good. Right. You know, that's an easy door to knock back on. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's when you don't leave on good, that's done. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. You can't put Humpty Dumpty back together at that point. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I would agree. <laughs> so, so what with what other regrets that, that are you seeing right now? I want to kind of, I want to kind of think about, you know, the folks that, you know, took the opportunity to not just change jobs, but maybe even change locations. You know, yeah. like I've, I've had a bunch of friends move out to Wyoming and Idaho and things like that. Or a good friend of mine's got a, an RV and she's traveling around the country. And I'm, I'm wondering about lifestyle as well. And, and do you see anything kind of in regrets there or, or you see any affirmations there? That's an interesting question. I haven't, I haven't really seen much. I don't know many people that made drastic changes like right. that in my life, um, like what you're describing. So I, I haven't seen anyone say, oh, I'm going back to my my corporate lifestyle now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back to the office because it was so great back then. Right. Yeah, right. I, think, I think that's actually a fail in this whole idea of return to office is, yeah. is that like there's a, there was an illusion that, that it was great. Yeah, you know what? I have seen um, to that point early retirement happening, happening, and then them coming back and saying, um, "I thought I wanted to retire, but now I'm back. Um, I don't." So I I have seen some regret there with people thinking that you know during the heart of the pandemic they wanted to just stop and retire. So, <laughs> so. I, that would be, that would absolutely I, I can I see that. And I could see that myself as well. Uh -huh. You just kind of get to a point. You're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And then, and then after that, you're like, well, I didn't give that a lot of thought. I'm, right. I'm not really <laughs> done. I, I still got some things I want to do. Um, do you, do you have any regrets or have you seen, you know, with your own business, have you, have you found yourself with any regrets during this process? Um, you know what I do? I do regret the way that we handled a certain business situation last year. Um, I'm not trying to tote myself with giving a regret at the same time, but we, we, because there's more jobs than people, we had to say no to a lot of new clients um, fourth quarter of last year. And we were, we were done. I mean, my team was exhausted. We, we were, we were so overloaded last year, like more so than ever in our entire existence. Um, but then I reflected on it when I had time to just breathe and take a break. I said, 
I can't believe I left all the business on the table. Yeah, yeah. You know, what am I and doing? I, I know. I, I, yeah. I said to my team and I said to my husband, I said, I'm never doing that again. Like if it means I got to scale, I'm going to scale. And I just got to think smarter, but I, I was so tired at the end of last year, but now I, you know, I went into the year planning for that um, and where I can scale with more people, more recruiters and such where I don't ever want to turn away business again. <laughs> so. Well, you're also, I mean, not just the the tired factor and uh, the mental fatigue, Zoom fatigue, all that other stuff. And, you know, finding talent, not easy, it turns out. Um, it's also, you know, because you want them to have a good customer experience. So right. on some, on some level, you, you, you know, sh- you turned down business, but you also, you, you also didn't create uh, an, uh, an unreferenceable client. So, yeah. so, yeah, you can look at it on one side. Like I left money on the table. Yeah. Okay. Technically. Yeah. But you know, if you'd have taken them on and then not given them great service, what'd you, what, what did you really get? What'd you, what'd I know. You I know. And we were picking and choosing. We started like picking and choosing in terms of what are we going to work on first? And, you know, we don't normally have to do that. You know, we can just work it and cover it and do a really good job. And, and we're just like, all right, but you're right. I didn't think about it that, that way. I was just tired. I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, William, you're giving me too much credit. That sounds strategic. I was just exhausted. <laughs> I said, I just wanted to take a nap. Let's be honest. I know. Um, oh, do you see any, have you seen any regrets as it relates to the layoffs or their policy, you know, vaccination policy or otherwise early in the pandemic, a lot of people made, uh, you know, in our industry, at least a lot of people made huge layoffs, you know, 40% of the workforce, et cetera. At the end of 20, you know, we, we laid off disproportionately more women than men and within that disproportionately women of color like yeah if we could go back and fix that i mean i regret that and i had nothing to do with it but like like i know do you see any regrets as people as they went through this very stressful period and how they handled things yeah i mean certainly you know i think that they just didn't know what they didn't know and they didn't want to bleed. So yeah. it really came down to a cash flow issue. It's like in projecting, you know, the amount of headcount that they had on the books and, and how far will that go if, you know, um, they're not getting sales in, you know, it, it just, I'm, I'm sure they regret it, especially when they started hiring again six yes. months later, because yes. some of them had knee jerk reactions like that. You know, they laid off thousands and then they started hiring again. But um, I and then the flip side is I'm sure that some said we're still alive because we just did that. You know? That's right. That's right. Sometimes yeah. you have to prune a branch to save the tree, which, you, you know, that, that's fine. That's that's absolutely fine. I think it's the the folks that laid off. And then automatically turned around and go, oh, we got to actually grow because another part of our business, while that part of our business isn't going, this other part is now spiking. We don't have the people. Right. And I saw it in recruiters, actually, where yeah. recruiters and sourcers would get laid off. Yep. There was a period where it was really tough, mm-hmm. maybe about a six-month period. And then all of a sudden, fast forward a year, 
and you can't hire recruiters I know. and sourcers. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is. It's and it's great. I mean, it also yeah. just shows you that regret. Like if you had kept them, and, and uh, you wouldn't have to rehire them because yep. turns out they're expensive now. Um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Kathleen. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for carving out time for us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I loved it. Absolutely, and thanks for everyone listening to the, the Recruiting Daily podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.